Hey guys, it's your host, Jumi Moses, and welcome to A Word to the Wise, a weekly podcast where I drop some knowledge and tips on how to combat obstacles in your life and become the best version of yourself. I also discuss ways to develop compassion, empathy, and growth in the direction of love and acceptance for all. I promise you, it's positive vibes only. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of A Word to the Wise podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're a new listener, welcome. It is so nice to have you. Make sure you hit the subscribe button so you do not miss future episodes, all right? I hope everybody's doing well. I am super excited to talk to you guys today. I hope your weekend was nice. I hope that you're in a good mood to take all of the positive gems that I have to drop for you today. So before we get into today's episode, I have to give my two cents about the whole Will and Jada situation, right? And trust me, it's funny, right? We've all been laughing at it, the whole entanglement thing. I'm sure you guys have seen all the videos and clips circulating social media. I I know I've sent like 10,000 memes to 10,000 different people. (laughs) And, you know, I've been laughing and just having a field day because I think it's very, very funny that she called her relationship with August Elsina an entanglement. But while it's easy to clown them and be like, oh my God, like they're crazy or they're weird or this whole situation is just funny. I think we need to look at it from different angles. And I'm not going to go into all of the different angles. And like this situation is very, very nuanced. But I keep hearing online or seeing people talk about like, you know, this is a reason I don't want to get into a relationship. This is why I have trust issues and blah, blah, blah. First things first, right? I think sometimes when you're dating somebody or you get married to somebody, your idea of that person is perfection. Like you expect this person to be perfect and you expect them to do right by you all the time. The truth of the matter is nobody is perfect. And it really does take a lot of guts to enter a relationship with someone, another human being who is deeply flawed and still be mature enough to give them grace even when they mess up right? And it is not for the faint of heart. Let me just tell you that as well. And I also think that for those people who are looking to get into serious relationships, I think this situation should teach you about the whole idea of dating with intention. Self-awareness is extremely, extremely, extremely important because when you get into your relationship, you're still an individual within the relationship and you're going to have to be able to dig deep and figure out what you actually want for your your life outside of that relationship. And that should not be finding refuge in somebody else. Now, granted with the whole Jada and Will situation, they said that they were separated and, you know, they told each other they can do whatever they needed to do to find happiness. That probably included, you know, being with other people romantically or physically, however they interpreted it for themselves. But the whole idea of, you know, looking at them and judging them, I just think that we should take a step for a second because it takes a lot of guts to come out there and really be so vulnerable and talk about the fact that they're both deeply flawed individuals within a relationship, but they still have the maturity to give each other grace and to continue to love each other in spite of any sort of transgressions 
either of them may have had. And that is a big deal. And I think that's what we need to pay attention to. Now, some people are calling Jada a predator. And, you know, everybody has their own opinion. Um, I personally, I don't know if I would take it that far and call her a predator with August because he was sick and he needed help. And it started off as a friendship and the whole family, you know, the whole Smith family helping him. And then, you know, when her and Will separated, she decided to have a romantic relationship with August. Now, they're two consenting adults, I should say. And it seemed like they bonded over some sort of shared trauma. So I don't know if calling Jada a predator is where I would actually go. I think that human interactions are very complicated and they're very nuanced. And sometimes when we put a label on on something, we're not taking into account the whole experience or everything that has to do with the actions that people may have taken in a specific situation. However, you know, you're free to have your opinion. My whole point about all of this is to say that dating with intention and doing self-work is absolutely important. And like, you know, when you're getting into a long-term partnership or relationship or marriage, whatever you want to call it, it is going to take a lot of work. And hopefully, you know, it's not, you know, as deep as Jada and Will and like you're hopefully you don't go through the problems that they went through but the chances of you having you know hiccups and you having to fix that with your partner takes self-awareness it takes communication and I really do enjoy the fact that Jada and Will are able to be so vulnerable in front of everybody and really talk about their relationship and Will still standing there and being with her because obviously his manhood is being attacked you know people are like oh you should leave and like you know, like they're clowning him for giving his wife grace. And that's just the whole point of relationships. You have to be able to forgive. If you cannot forgive in a marriage, then it's not going to work. And this is not like advocating for anybody cheating or, you know, doing crazy things in their marriage. I don't believe in that. But my whole point is that if you don't do the self-work, the chances of you getting into a situation that leads to such transgressions as in like stepping out of your marriage or cheating or, you know, going on a break, whatever that situation is, it's probably going to be high because, you know, if you're not self-aware, if you try to find, you know, refuge or you try to heal in the wrong situation, it can hurt people and it could hurt your family as a whole. So with all of that being said is that make sure that you're doing the self-work and you're also looking for people out there to date who are doing the self-work on themselves and are able to communicate and are able to be transparent because that is necessary for a relationship. And I also think that we should go a little bit easy on the Smiths. You know what I mean? We love to knock people when they're down. We love to laugh at people's pain, but like nobody's perfect. There are tons of people out there, tons of couples out there who are probably going through what Jaden will have gone through or they're in the process of going through it and they're fighting for their relationship. And we see two people who have fought for their relationship and it seems like they're in a better place. I'm sure this is probably reopening wounds, but I think we should still root for them and we cannot put people on a pedestal. People make mistakes and people deserve grace. Anyways, with all of that being said, let's get into today's episode.
So on today's episode, I really want to take a deep dive into a book called Brave Enough by Cheryl Strayed. Some of you guys may have heard of her. She's actually a New York Times bestselling author for her memoir that she wrote called Wild. I haven't actually read that memoir, but I heard it's really good. Obviously, it was on the New York Times bestselling list. So I plan on checking it out at some point. But I actually first heard about Cheryl when I was listening to a podcast Um, the Super Soul Sunday podcast by Oprah Winfrey. And she was actually doing an interview. She was interviewing her on this particular book. And I really like this book because it's about 135 pages. It's a very small book and it's a super easy read. Um, If you're dedicated, it will probably take you like 30 to 45 minutes to read it. And 45 minutes is a huge stretch. Um, Some of the pages in the book have like three words on them. And I think max, it has about 50 words on a page. It's super, super easy to read. Um, But I love this book because I'm a quote fanatic. I love quotes. I collect quotes. I have like a whole like folder in Instagram with all the quotes that I love. I write my own quotes sometimes. So it's just something that like I really, 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 really take a lot of interest in. So when I heard about the book, I was like, I have to grab a copy. I would love to see some of the quotes that she has in there. And trust me when I say she has gems. So basically, I'm going to be highlighting some of the quotes that really stood out to me. In fact, all of the quotes really did stand out to me, but I don't have enough time to go through the whole book. That would be, you know, kind of crazy. So I'm just going through and I'm going to pick some of my favorite quotes in the book. And I'm going to proceed to give my interpretation of the quotes, put my own little two cents. But one of the things that I love about quotes is that you're able to kind of interpret them for yourself, right? So as I'm interpreting what I think the quote means and how um, you know it had an impact on me and how I think you should look at it, I also want you to think about it for yourself and find ways um, or think of ways that the quotes that I'm reading may resonate with you. I do encourage you to get the book. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, And no, I'm not being paid. This is not an ad. Um, I just think that it's a very, very easy book to read and it has some valuable gems. So with that being said, let's get right into it. So the first quote that really stood out to me was the first quote in the book in general. And it just really stood out to me because I've never heard someone express, you know, letting go of bad habits or things that are not serving you in the way that she did. And she said it very simply. She said, be brave enough to break your own heart. And when I read that, I I was taken aback a little bit and I was like, oh, hmm, that really is what it is, that when you're letting go of something that does not serve you, whether that's a relationship, whether that's a really bad habit, whether that's a whether that's a really bad, you know, character trait, whatever, you know, as human beings, we're attached to so many different things. And sometimes they are to the detriment of our health, either emotional, physically or um you know, spiritually and letting go of that thing feels really, really uncomfortable, right? Typically you feel worse before you feel better, you know, because there's a comfort to that behavior. So whether you're addicted to alcohol, you're addicted to food, you're addicted to drugs, whatever you want to call it, letting go of that thing is hard, right? Because it, you you found comfort in it. And it takes a lot of courage 
to step back and break your heart because it, it does feel, and, and I don't know about you, but anytime you have to like switch your habits or switch, you know, or make a change to your lifestyle for the, for the betterment of yourself, it's not always peaches and roses. You know what I mean? There is a transitional phase where you just feel really alone. For example, if you leave a really messed up relationship, right? Like obviously the relationship was toxic, but you loved that person and being like, you know what? I choose myself. I'm going to step back. It's going to hurt. You're going to be heartbroken, but that ability to be brave and do it either way is something that should be noticed or it's something that you should be proud of. So like the whole idea of being brave enough to break your own heart, it just sounds so empowering. So I'm going to go on to the next quote. So the quote says, believe in the integrity and value of the jagged path. We don't always do the right thing on our way to rightness. And This stood out to me as well, because when we're talking about change or growth or trying to be better or trying to like live a better life or make changes in our lives, oftentimes we get frustrated when we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. Right. And really, you know, trying to correct certain behaviors or trying to move in a direction of like self-growth and self-awareness and self-love, you know, um, it's not a straightforward path. It's not a straightforward path in anything, you know, like you're going to have good days, you're going to have bad days, but you never stop, right? You keep going and there is value. And like she said, believe in the integrity and value of the jagged path. There is value and there's integrity in being able to push forward in spite of that jagged path. So that really resonated with me because I'm one of those type of people who I get really frustrated if I'm trying to do something and let's say I take two steps back. Like for example, if I'm on a diet, right? And I'm eating clean and I'm doing everything that I need to do. Typically if like I eat one bad meal, I'm like, oh gosh, I failed. I'm just going to stop. Like I, I can't just keep going on. And you know, it's not, and you hear this all the time, all because you made that one mistake or like you didn't eat your cleanest for that day or that week doesn't mean you don't always strive to be healthy or or eat healthy. That doesn't mean you stop. It's just, it's not a straightforward path and that you can, you know, superimpose that in anything in life. So the, you know, integrity and value of the jagged path is really about the whole idea of being able to still push forward, even if it's not a straightforward line, you know? So I'm going to move on to the other quote that I thought was interesting. So the quote reads, the body knows when your heart sinks, when you feel sick to your gut, when something blossoms in your chest, when your brain gloriously pops, that's your body telling you the one true thing. Listen to it. So I absolutely loved that quote when I read it because, you know, one thing that popped out to me was intuition. And I believe that I'm a very intuitive person. I have a very strong gut response, but you know, oftentimes I don't trust it to be very honest with you. I, every time I sidestep, I end up having a difficult experience, but every time I listen to my intuition or follow my gut, I always end up having a pretty easy experience and I'm able to manifest things quicker. For example, when I was looking for new jobs while working at my old job, 
You know, I was searching for a while. I was applying to so many places. And yes, I was getting callbacks, but they weren't things that I wanted. So I was, you know, turning a lot of that down. Some people may have called it ignorant or stupid, but I just knew that that was not what I was looking for. So I kept pushing forward and trust me, it was a hard and difficult process. So I got an interview from a recruiter, right? Not a recruiter from a company, just like a general recruiting, a recruiter from a recruiting agency, I should say. And I was like, do I want to go to this? Because I had gone to so many interviews with recruiters from recruiting agencies and it just never worked for me. You know, I prefer direct hire from the company, but, you know, because you're looking for jobs, obviously beggars can't be choosers. So I decided to, um, you know, try recruiting agencies. And every time I worked with a recruiter from a recruiting agency, I just was not able to kind of manifest anything or get a job. But for some reason, you know, I was going to turn it down. I was like, oh, you know what? I'm not going to go, whatever. But for some reason, I was just like, I, I got a ping and it was just like, you know, uh, something like in my heart or like something popped up in my into my head, I should say. And it was just like, if you go, you will be able, it's going to, this experience is not going to necessarily get you your job, but you might learn something from this interview that will set you up for your job. Can't I can't make this up. This is the whole truth and nothing but the truth. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go. So I go into the interview and um, it was for like a marketing um, manager job for a law firm. And, you know, we we're talking about my resume and stuff like that. And she told me how to tailor it. The, the woman that I had the interview with, she told me how to tailor my interview, you know, obviously, because depending on the role that you're applying for, you have to tailor it in a certain way. And so she taught me how to tailor my um, resume and, you know, send it back to her so she can send out my application to the company that they were recruiting for. So I tailored my resume. I made it really good, um, you know, put in the keywords that would set my resume apart, right? And I sent it to her, didn't hear back for two weeks, right? Didn't hear anything, followed up with her and nothing. They didn't want to go for me because I didn't have law firm experience, right? I was like, okay, cool. So then it just made me think, I'm like, okay, maybe I can apply to other law firms, right? Because now my resume is tailored. And I did and instantly manifested a new job. Got an interview within a week of application, went through a month long interview process, which was very extensive, and I ended up getting the job. So all of that is to say, you know, following my gut and my intuition um, and listening to that ping that, you know, entered my heart and, you know, my head and just going with it, even though I didn't know where it was going to lead me or I had an idea of where it was going to lead me and following it has allowed me to manifest the job that I have today. So that's just a quick example. I have a whole bunch of other examples and I'm sure you guys have examples of, you know, whenever you were listening to your gut or your intuition and how it worked out for you. But I'm just going to read the quote one more time because I love it so much. The body knows when your heart sinks, when you feel sick to your gut, when something blossoms in your chest, when your brain gloriously pops, that's your body telling you the one true thing. Listen to it. And like I said, me deciding to go to that preliminary interview with that other recruiter at that agency was a brain pop for me. And that I believe is also part of intuition. So I'm going to move on to another quote. 
So the quote reads, your assumptions about the lives of others are in direct relation to your naive pomposity. Many people you believe to be rich are not rich. Many people you think have it easy worked hard for what they got. Many people who seem to be gliding right along have suffered and are suffering. And I really like this quote because it stood out to me in a way that resembled the whole idea of people being jealous and envious of other people's lives, but having no idea what that person has gone through or is going through at the present moment. And it's very, very easy to look at social media or look at television and see people at their best. Nobody puts up their worst moments. I know for sure I'm not going to put up any video or picture of me crying, right? People tend to put up the best versions of themselves on social media. And a lot of times those images are heavily filtered. And sometimes we might look at people and be like, wow, they just look like they have the best relationship. They just look like they're in the best shape. They just look like they're thriving. And they very well could be, but more times than not, It's not what it appears to be. So it's very, very important to not compare ourselves to other people. And, you know, we are all in our own respective journeys and we have to respect that our journey is not going to be somebody else's journey and we should not be looking to have somebody else's journey, right? Because you don't know all the details of someone's life. So I really, really like that because it just, I believe it's going to keep you from being envious or jealous of other people, right? Because like I said, you don't know what they may be going through and it's not something you necessarily want to go through yourself. So like it keeps you in your own lane and it allows you to kind of focus on your life and the things you're trying to accomplish for yourself. So moving on to the final quote, which reads, what's important is that you make the leap, jump high and hard with intention and heart. Pay no mind to the vision that the committee made up. You get to make your life. And I really, 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 really enjoy this quote because it just kind of resonates with where I am in my life. And I am a recovering people pleaser, right? I always want to make everybody happy. I want to make the decisions that makes everybody happy. And I tend to always put myself last. It's just, I just kind of feel like it's my personality because I'm a very, very empathetic person. But I'm also realizing that, you know, that has been a detriment to me for a very, very long time. And I'm learning how to put myself first and putting myself first also means, you know, going after the things that interest me, doing the things that interest me and living the life and pursuing the passions that I have unapologetically and not making myself feel small. For example, you know, I've been so passionate about podcasts for a long time, been listening to podcasts for about two and a half years, like obsessively, because I genuinely enjoy the platform. I genuinely enjoy podcasts. But I've also know that I've been called to create my own podcast. And for a very long time, I've had this vision for over a year now. And I know that I I knew that I had to do it because it was just something in my gut that just kept pushing me. You know, it's just something that I was obsessively thinking about. And, you know, it was a little nerve wracking because I'm like, I'm about to put myself out there. Don't know how people are going to receive it. I don't know if people are going to like it, but I just feel like it's something that I have to do. And I also realized that life is too short not to take a risk on something that you are like 
you know, very, very interested in. And like she said in the quote, you know, jump high and hard with intention and heart, you know, do it with your chest. You know what I mean? And my intention and my heart in doing my podcast and bringing it to you guys is coming from a place of love and is coming from a place of wanting to connect with all of you that are listening to this podcast right now. So I just really, really, really like this quote. And this is just to anybody out there. If there's something that is in your heart, if there's something that you want to pursue, whether people receive it or they don't receive it, I think it's a form of self-expression. And, you know, if it's coming from a place of genuine love and wanting to connect with other people or just coming from a good place in general, I definitely think that you need to pursue it. So I'm just going to read it one more time. What's important is that you make the leap, jump high and hard with intention and heart, pay no mind to the vision that the committee made up, you get to make your life. And you know, the second half of the quote, which says, pay no mind to the vision that the committee made up, you get to make your life. It also like, it reminds me of like, sometimes when you're doing stuff and you're taking a leap and you're trying to like do things that light you up or make you feel good, people are going to hate on you. People are going to be like, oh, you're not that good. Obviously, if you're starting out, you're not going to be an expert, right? They're going to be haters. They're going to be people who say that you can't do it or like, it's not possible. You're going to get rejected. You know, people may not want to work with you depending on like the type of thing that you're looking to pursue. And that's okay. And that's fine. But if you're doing it with a pure heart, you're going to be able to persevere and keep going. So all of that is to say is that life is too short. Do what makes you feel good. Follow your passions. Follow your curiosity. Well, that is all for today, folks. Really and truly, you need to get this book. It's an easy read and it's 135 pages with lots of quotes that I'm sure that you'll enjoy. I'm going to leave all of the details in the show notes if you want to get this book yourself. I got it on Amazon and it was about $16. It might even be cheaper now because I got it like almost two years ago, but it has just some great gems in there. If you're enjoying the podcast, feel free to reach out to award to the wise pod at gmail.com and let me know, you know, your favorite topic so far or your favorite quote that I talked about. And if you will want me to talk on or expand on any sort of specific topics, please let me know. Don't hesitate to reach out. So till next time, guys, peace and love always, always, always. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button to rate and review this podcast. And if you're truly loving this podcast, I suggest you follow us on Instagram at a word to the wise pod. Also, if you have any suggestions about episodes or things you'd like me to discuss on the podcast, please feel free to email a word to the wise pod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you.